The following recording is a production of Kicking Out at Two in conjunction with the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network and is intended for private use only. For more information, head on over to facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two or our Twitter handle at kicking out two, along with searching Retromania with a W on any and all podcast platforms available to listen to archive shows such as this and all the great content of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Evergreen content at your fingertips anytime at your listening pleasure. And with that being said, we thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. We are back for another Secret Santa Watch Along here this holiday season on Kicking Out at Two. I'm your host, Dave Rosenmuth, and again, joined by my favorite little elf, my co host, Dennis J. Levy. What's up, bud? Dave, chilling, excited about this. Uh, um Podcast, uh, gonna do another uh, random, another random secret Santa watch along. Our last episode, we covered the December twenty sixth episode of from two thousand and two of SmackDown, which was a lot of fun. We saw the um, as they were building towards the Royal Rumble with Kurt Angle and his involvement as um, as uh, the champion. Um, now we're going to uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit that wheel again. So for those of you that missed maybe missed the last episode, go check it out in the archives. But we have a bunch of choices for you for the Secret Santa Watch Along. We're going to be covering um, events that took place in the month of December over the course of several years. Um, from 1987 to 1997 to 2002 to 2007 um, and so on and so forth. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And this is kind of the format we're going to be going with moving forward when it comes to um, uh, kicking out it too in our, uh, our content. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks, um, in the next few episodes, I should say. But um, let's let's do it. Let's go on the roulette wheel here, and let's find ourselves a choice that we're going to make. The choices that we currently have are um, Monday Night Raw from December of 1997, WCW Monday Nitro from December of 1997, NWA World Championship Wrestling from December of 1987, WWF Primetime Wrestling from December of 1987, WWF Superstars. From December of 1992. WCW Saturday Night from December of 1992. ECW Hardcore TV from December of 1997. Monday Night Raw from December of 2002. TNA's uh, Impact Wrestling from December of 07. As well as TNA's Weekly Pay-Per-View from December of 2002. And our last and final selection on the Secret Santa Roulette Wheel is Dealer's Choice. So if it lands on dealer's choice, our friend Dennis is going to choose what we're going to watch. Let's so let's do it. Let's hit the wheel and uh, see where we land. So ready, set, go. Oh my goodness, Dennis. Dealer's choice. Dealer's choice, huh? Dealer's choice. All right. So what uh, Superstars Wrestling was that again? From 1992, December of 92. You want to do Superstars of Wrestling? All right. So while we choose which episode from December of 1992 on Superstars of Wrestling we're going to watch, here's a brief message from our folks over at the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Hey everyone, Dave from Kicking Out of Two here. Thank you for listening to this episode as I'm here to remind all of you of what's to come courtesy of the folks over at the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network this holiday season. 
Right now in the archives, you can find the latest installment of Marking Out the Days as the guys cover the 40th anniversary of Ric Flair versus Kerry Von Erich for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship inside of a steel cage from Christmas night, 1982. This match would spark the hottest rivalry in world-class championship wrestling at that time, pitting the fabulous Freebirds and the Von Erichs. And as they say, the rest was history. Plus, over on Kicking Out at 2, I get in the holiday spirit with a Secret Santa watch-along and other holiday-themed content to close out 2022. Cool Truth of AC and the crew continue to cover the current day landscape of professional wrestling with AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling, the indie scene, as well as the year-end awards for 2022. Plus, other great nostalgic content all in the streams right now when you search Retromania on any podcast platform provided for all of our great pro wrestling banter at your leisure. Enough of the cheap plugs. Let's get back to our Secret Santa watch-along only on Kicking Out at 2. All right, we are back and... It's been decided that Dennis and I will be watching the December 12th episode of WWF Superstars from 1992. So if you go to WWE's hub on the Peacock and you search for WWE Superstars, you go to Season 7, Episode 50. December the 12th, 1992, there's a picture of Bret Hart in the heading there. It says, Mean Gene Oakland makes a major Royal Rumble announcement. And Ric Flair and Razor Ramon confront Bret the Hitman Hart. So when I say play, we're going to press play. I'll put the audio up from you from time to time. I'm sure that I'm going to be playing the audio on these um, quite a bit. So. Oh, yeah, for those promos? Yeah, those, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the green scheme promos yeah. and then the, the live event center. Like that, that should be a lot of fun. So we're, we're definitely going to, we're definitely going to have some fun with this one. Superstars is one of my favorite shows growing up as a kid. Too. Um, that was my Saturday morning wrestling fix, that wrestling challenge. So, uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. So season seven, episode 50, December the 12th, 1992. In three, two, one, one and a half, one and three quarters. Press play. Let's let's play the 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 the. Jack Tunney, 
asked me, well, let me let me correct myself. Ted Tunney got down on his knees and begged me <laughs> to come here to the WWF and share my insights with you about wrestling, to share my kingly knowledge with these peasants about wrestling, and to view the competition. And so far, I've seen that I stand head and shoulders above all the rest. They've seen the rest. Now they can see the best, the true king of wrestling. That's so trivia question. The king's very uh, there. I like it. Yeah. Thank you again for a very special interview. The World Wrestling Federation champion, the hitman, Bret Hart. And Paul Bear brings to you The Undertaker. Also joining us in action, Bam Bam Bigelow. You want to get down and get nasty? We've got the nasty boys. Wow, here they come. Oh, he's been a good fan. Like Nasty Boys? Love the Nasty Boys. Yeah. How about that? I had no idea Jerry Lawler was making his debut. How about that? that huh? That's pretty cool. Yeah. A shock to us to, to us as we're watching this, because I don't remember the exact time and date as when Jerry Lawler made his debut, but this is it here. Oh, Brooklyn Brawler. Nasty Boys taking on the team of Brooklyn Brawler, and that looks like a very young Balls Mahoney. Oh, my God. Great call! You see that? Oh Look my god! Look at this god. hidden gem here. We're just we're, we're full of them today. This is a fucking hidden gem. You know, balls. He's no longer in this world, right? No, balls. Unfortunately, passed away. You know, How did he pass ago. away? Um, I think it was unnatural causes. I'll okay. just say that. I, <laughs> okay. I, I don't want to speculate. I think there was some, uh, some, some, some drugs and maybe alcohol involved. I don't recall. Um, Unfortunately, but uh, we see the nasty boys here um, in this opening bout on this episode of Superstars. I'm glad that this came up on the wheel because um, this has been an amazing show so far. Amazing, amazing already. Wow, you're really, you're really, you're Bro, set, you set the bar got, pretty high. We got Balls Mahoney and his crazy fucking hair. Yeah, and then two seconds before that, we got Jerry King Lard. Yeah, come on, bro. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, it's been it, it's been full of surprises, and that's what's great about this 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 secret Santa roulette wheel here is that it's organically choosing what we're watching, yeah. and so we're, we're we're giving you organic reactions as we're watching this. Uh, uh, last episode, we watched an episode of SmackDown uh, from December the twenty sixth. This is Superstars from December the twelfth, um, two thousand and two. I want to say. Um, so, uh, superstars will be taken off the roulette wheel. And you know what? Here's what I'm going to do, Dennis. I'm yeah. going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to give you the, um, the, the option of, uh, we're going to spin the wheel at the end of this watch along. Yeah. And we're going to determine what, what the next secret Santa watch along is. Whether you're a part of it or not, which I'm sure you will be, but if you're not, for whatever sure. reason, um, you will make you, you will uh, you'll, you'll make the cut. Um, you'll make the choice, I should say, and we'll see what makes the cut and what doesn't. Uh, so we'll do that at the end of this next of this episode as we're watching here. Um, all right, on the spot, nasty boys as heels or baby faces? What were they? What, what was better? Oh, heels for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I got a rebuttal question for you. Okay, let's hear. So, it. <clears throat> so you go out here for your WWE tryout match. Yeah, I definitely don't want out. them. That's what I'm saying. You find out it's the nasty boys. You, you, and some guy, another guy. Some random. It's a random. Yep. They go. 
you got to do the armpit spot. And that, 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 uh, dude doing it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm doing it because those, 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 extra money for doing that? those enhancement That's guys, really those cool. enhancement guys used to make a decent chunk of coin for getting their ass kicked for four minutes. It was like a quick 500 bucks Who right was there. That? I'm trying to think fucking, uh, trying to think there, 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 there was a guy doing a shoot interview and I didn't know who he was, but it turned out he was a fucking, uh, he was, he was a jobber. Look at that. See that there? Oh, you just missed it. Uh, you're, you're, you're. So the nasties won, and you, there was a shot, and you could see all the kids running. Remember when you, yeah. remember when we used to, like when the bell rang or if a guy was coming down the ring, you would see them run to the guardrail? Because wrestling's not that exciting. <laughs> and plus everybody are in those seats. But even like Harvick Civic Center, house show, kids would rush. Rush the stage, yeah. yeah rush the, rush the, the ringside area. Is I think we're going to get the, the Royal Rumble report brought to you by the WWF Magazine. Let's play the audio for this. Again, update brought to you by IcoPro, the integrated conditioning program who at this time of the year would like to wish you and your family a happy, healthy holiday season. And we would too here at Kicking Out It too. The 1993 Royal Rumble <clears throat> will be in Sacramento, California, Sunday, January the 24th. That is news in itself. But listen to this exciting revelation. The main event hits World Wrestling Federation champion, Brett the Hitman Hart, against the man who has positioned himself as the number one contender, Razor Ramon. More on that in the weeks to come. As you know, there is nothing on the face of God's green earth that is quite as exciting as the Royal Rumble. The format of the competition starts with two men and then adds another man every two minutes thereafter till all 30 World Wrestling Federation superstars have entered the ring. Right now, courtesy Coliseum Home Video, let's look at the action from previous Royal Rumbles. a huge footnote, the winner of this year's Royal Rumble will have the opportunity of meeting the World Wrestling Federation champ, whoever he may be, at WrestleMania 9 on April the 4th in Las Vegas, Nevada. So indeed, there is a great deal at stake in the 1993 Royal Rumble. By the way, next week, right here, I'll announce the first six names of the men who will be competing in the Royal Rumble. For update, I'm Gene Okerlund. Wow, look at that revelation there. So that was the first time that the WWF Championship match at WrestleMania was determined by the Royal Rumble winner. That was the, the, the first inception of that, that concept was in 1993. How about like last year? What, just the, you just won the championship? Is that what happened? What, last year? Or, or, you know, 91. Oh, 92? Yeah. 92 was the or first. 92, of course, of course, was Rick Flair. Was, was Ric Flair, yeah. Oh, yeah, 93 is coming up. To, I'm, yeah. thinking, I'm so dense that, that even though we're in December... I'm, yeah, I mean, no, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Which, 
by the way, you know, we'll, like I said, you and I are going to be covering the Ric Flair uh, Royal Rumble victory during Rumble season uh, next month, in the month of January. Oof. And the roulette wheel may or may not give us some more Royal Rumble moments. Um, I know that the Royal Rumble match from 1993, not one of your favorites, will be a part of the roulette wheel. Um, so we'll, we'll be doing a, um, a, a special Royal Rumble roulette episode. We will determine which Royal Rumble um, moments, match, um, makes it for our watch along um, for the month of January. But we, we, the roulette wheel is going to take a week off the week that we do Flair uh, winning the, the 92 because we were supposed to celebrate that earlier this year. But unfortunately, the studio was not in the condition it should have been in for us to record. As we see Bam Bam Bigelow putting a beating oh, on this doink. individual with Doink the Clown making his way to the ringside area. Which, by the way, um, uh, for those of you action figure collectors out there, you can find uh, the Doink the Clown Ultimate Edition action figure from Mattel um, on the secondary market for over $100, which is fucking outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> um, What's the worst one you've ever seen? <clears throat> What do you mean? It's like, it's like, you're like, I want to buy this figure. You go online, you, know, you do your due diligence, and it's like, that guy is for that much? Like, um, I've seen some some pretty outrageous prices on action figures. Um, the 123 Kid Hasbro, which I don't have in my collection. Um, in the original box, or the card, yeah. they like to call it. I've seen it go for like $1,500 oh, out of the card, if it's loose, as they like to call it. Um just under a thousand dollars, depending on the condition of it. It's pretty crazy. Um, just recently, uh, Mattel released a, um, a a San Diego Comic Con exclusive over the summer, uh, which was the No Holds Barred set with Hulk Hogan and Zeus. And I was like, "Oh, this is great!" But it's kind of cool. You could order it, and oh, Doink just threw <laughs> confetti on Bam Bam Bigelow. Um. Is Doink a face right now? I don't know what he... I mean, I it looks heel, like they're trying right? to figure out 92? where he's... 92? Yeah. He's definitely a heel. He's definitely a heel 92, but Bigelow, I think, was a heel as well. Right. So I think they were trying to figure out what they were doing with Doink here, seeing what kind of reactions he was going to get. Um, very underrated character, Doink the Clown. But anyways, long story short, I went to go order this 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 Hulk Hogan, Zeus, No Holds Barred exclusive set, right? And it came... The shipping in the box came... It looked like an old VHS video cassette. Which was kind of cool. It said no holds barred on it. So I went on Mattel to order it the day that it released. And at 11.59, I logged in and I was ready to go. I had all my information. 12 o'clock when it drops, sold out. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was so fucking pissed. But nonetheless, Event Center with Sean Mooney. Let's play the audio for this. Well, if you clown around in the face of the big boss man and in the process break the laws of the WWF... According to the law, the no, no, you count on serving hard time. He's standing by with comments. Hey, ever since I was a little bitty boy, I wanted to do one thing and one thing only, and that's to be a law enforcement officer. My mom and daddy always tried to bring me up right, telling me treat other people like you'd want to be treated. Try to walk the straight and narrow, because that's the only way you're going to survive in this life. Well, as I got older, I've learned to realize my dream. I made a vow to become a law enforcement officer. I made a vow to protect and serve, and that's what I'm going to do. See these handcuffs right here? They're an instrument of justice. Just like this nasty, just like this uniform, just like a big boss man. We're all instruments of justice, and that is my job. Now that I'm in the World Wrestling Federation, now that I am law, order, and justice, 
here in the World Wrestling Federation, I take my job more serious than ever because I know there's people that will run over other people here and I ain't going to let it happen because I've made my dream come true and you can count on it. Big Boss Man living a dream. So far, he has been a nightmare for lawbreakers here in the World Wrestling Federation. Now, when you are tag team champions, there is hardly time to dream. And considering the tough competitors out there in the tag team ranks, there is no rest for the weary or the very rich. Let's hear from Money Incorporated. The whole world is done. Who was that? Money Incorporated, baby. And they're predicting they're going to be World Wrestling Federation tag team champions for a long, long time, baby. <laughs> You can take that to the bank, Jimmy Hart, along with all that money you're making managing this team. Because you're looking at the finest. The mark of any true championship team, or any champion, is the ability to hang in on the long haul. Yeah, we've been knocked down, we lost our belts, but we gained them right back. They're right back where they belong, and we beat two great big buffoons to get them back. And we are not has-beens, nasty boys. You understand that? We're not yesterday's news, we're happening right now. We're very well aware of what you can do and how nasty you really are. But if you want to get nasty, I'll tell you something, Million Dollar Man. <laughs> we know why they call them the Nasty Boys. Because they nastily stink, they nastily smell, they're just nasty, nasty people. But we know how to deal with nasty people. We just put them back out on the street where that's, they belong. What's really being nasty? Compassion certainly not a trait of Money Incorporated. Regardless, they are going to be one tough duo to the throne. We'll be back with more action after this. <laughs> those I used to love those because they used to have the green screen with the logo behind them. Like you could, you know, the big boss man had the his logo with the jail bars, and Money Inc. had their logo. Oh, yeah. Slick with a sermon here. Let's let's see let's see your baby face Slick. In the name of the one that giveth life, you know I've got some information. Concerning an upcoming event in the World Wrestling Federation, and that's the Royal Rumble. You know, in comparison, sometimes, my friend, life can be just like the Royal Rumble. Every couple of minutes, things all around you are just changing. You don't know who to trust. Trouble coming from every direction. And I want to say unto you today, this is the Reverend with the message of hope. Say to yourself every day, I'm going to have a happy day. I'm going to have a happy day. Though my sky may be clouded and gray, I'm going to have a happy day. <laughs> Baby face slick didn't cut it for me. No. I was always Dr. Estizo. Estizo was pretty good. Look at this. Is Who's that it? Dwayne Gill? Yes, it is. It is Dwayne Gill. Yeah. Gilberg. Oh, my God, yeah. As he's taking on... Marty. Marty Janetti. Marty Party Janetti. <laughs> he's, he's been in a bad way lately, last couple of months. Last time that I... That, that I Hopefully, by the time this recording drops, yeah. he's not dead. But, I mean, you know... The, and, and you knew about... Yeah, you, the, the, that whole thing with... Uh, he was trying to get... Like, and I don't know underage girls, but definitely younger girls. Yeah, way younger. Yeah. yeah, way younger. He puts it all over his social media, too. I mean, yeah. last thing I saw he posted on social media was something. He had gotten surgery on his foot because he had a really bad ankle. Um, and he had bad ankle for a number of years. And he's doing Facebook Live videos trying to... to, uh, to we see Doink again. Doink has a, a, a presence on this show. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. 
but Janetti puts his whole life out there on, on social media. And he had a couple of live Facebook videos that were really concerning. I know some fans had uh, posted it, but uh, he had surgery on his foot. He's trying to move around the house. And he's like, I can't take this shit anymore. It's like, I don't know what to do. And, um, you know, maybe this isn't worth it anymore. You know, he was under the influence of probably some pain medication. And uh, and uh, I think... He, I think one of those videos he was drinking but um yeah marty Janetti, man he's had like he's like a cat with nine lives you know he's when it comes to his involvement in wrestling over the years yeah but this is uh they're leading up to royal rumble here and this is another part of superstars i used to like too the little split screen where they have the guy cutting the promo during the match like the, sometimes you see that on raw and smackdown but not as much as they used to my favorite one it was like they'll 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 have the main the main guy right who's gonna win the match mm-hmm. like have an interview real quick right and only now and again only one every blue moon they'll have the jobber and it goes it goes it'll be like Brett Damon Hart I never quit a day in my life I ain't gonna quit this match and then like thirty really? minutes later they put the sharpshooter on him he's tapping out no but shit yeah, I got again I gotta find one of those I, <laughs> those were my favorite when the jobbers actually got a chance. I don't remember only, them seeing them doing any of that. It's only once, once every blue, uh, every third blue moon. My favorite one ever was Bob Backlund. It was Superstars Wrestling. Was wrestling this one redneck guy. He goes in the thing. He goes, "This is the biggest day of my life." I know Bob Backlund. He does the uh, the chicken wing, and then like I never gave a day in my life. I swear to God, he counted thirty minutes to see the guy's <laughs> tapping out. Ah! Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll have to find that somewhere. That, that's that's. That's that's a first for me. Yep. Janetti dominating this match here. This is uh this sets up their match at Royal Rumble. Um or at least this is on the build towards Royal Rumble. Marie Janetti had returned a few weeks prior. Um after his head being thrown through the barbershop window. Um As a kid, I loved loved Marty. As an adult, I fucking hate him. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like I, I don't know if I cried. I came pretty damn close when he went when he went through the barbershop. Yeah, I was. That was the first time where like I really feared for someone. Well, I shouldn't say one of the first times, but Janetti with the victory, top rope, fist drop, if you will, on Dwayne Gill. Um, but yeah, that was one of those times where I was like, oh my god, like this is so real. Like very, like I was like, yeah, this is wow. He's pleading. He went through broken glass, a barbershop window. Oh my goodness. Um, Doink, Marty Janetti, um, Doink, a big presence on this show. This is the third match in, and he's been yeah. at least a part of two of them, yeah. at least, you know, at ringside. You know, uh, the first one thing. was confetti, so you know it's going to be water. Yeah. Then we switch it. Well, the bucket was empty when oh, Doink made his way down to the ring, but you no. might be right. We might be seeing some water here. Oh, let's play the audio. Yeah, there's there's water. Oh, he got him. <laughs> he got him with the water. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> And Janetti acts like he's like, 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 he acts like he's humiliated. It's fucking water, dude. It's one thing if it was like grease or, you know. They say Matt Bourne, too. Like, if he, if he wanted to fuck you up, he would fuck you up. Yeah, they say, yeah, he say he was one of the toughest dudes out there at that time. Arn Anderson once told a story about him in a fight him and Matt Bourne got involved in when they were roommates when they wrestled together in really? Louisiana. Yeah, that was been a great yeah. fight. Yeah, they said it was. They said it was. Uh, it was. It was. It was pretty damn good. 
I forget who broke it up. I want to say it was like Brad Armstrong might have broke up the fight. Um, here we got Nails making his uh, his way in. We use the move that he used on Vince to get fired. The chokehold. <laughs> and I don't know if this was... Uh, this is pretty close to him getting fired, I think, too. Or maybe he had already gotten fired. They showed fired. The, the Undertaker cover... And then when the yeah. So, you, you so maybe so maybe not long after this, he was yeah. he was fired because because it appeared that they had plans to to put him in there with Undertaker. So what happened? Like he was arguing over money or something? I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a payoff he was arguing over. Um, I really don't know, but it was. Uh, Look at it was a it was a it was a discussion he had with Vince McMahon regarding something with his contract or money. I don't remember, to be honest with you. And they they got it got pretty heated, and he, he choked Vince. And I guess there were people that were around that saw it, or um, but they broke it up, and he was fired instantly. Oh, Never to be heard yeah. from again. <laughs> I think he, he had a couple of brief stints in WCW, if you remember. I do remember that. As the prisoner. Yep, the prisoner. Yep. They made his, he, made his, uh, he had a match against Sting at a pay-per-view, which I thought was... You know, poor usage of Sting to put him in there with this fucking clown. <laughs> He's so bad. Yeah. Yeah, the Undertaker definitely bit a bullet or whatever we call it. <clears throat> but I don't know. It's weird because, like, Undertaker was so popular. I remember the fa- the face-off these two had in the ring. And Undertaker came out and um, Nails stood toe-to-toe with him. And, it you know, the, the crowd reaction was pretty strong. Like, they wanted to see the match. Yeah. They, or maybe they just wanted to see Undertaker kill this dude. Because they knew he was that bad. Like, look at this. This is ridiculous. Yeah, this chokehold, sleeper hold type of finish. Look at this poor guy. He doesn't even know what to do. He's like... <laughs> and his voice, too. The way his voice was distorted on the microphone. I thought, look at that. See? The visual with the kid just sitting there looking up, scared to death of him. Um, but yeah, his voice would... Big boss man. Oh yeah, you know? I do remember that. Yeah, like he, he, his voice was distorted. That was pretty. That, that was that was the only thing that was that was neat about it. Everything else was just kind of eh. Um, but yeah, nails didn't. Nails was not long for this world in wrestling. I'll say that. No. I remember I used to have this video game. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Super WrestleMania. Royal Rumble was the first good wrestle, wrestling game. Of my Speaking opinion. of Royal Rumble, I think Mean Gene's going to interview Brett. Federation 
and you would pay the price. You know, Gene, there's a lot of people in the World Wrestling Federation that think I'm setting some kind of a crazy pace, that I'm going to burn myself out as the World Wrestling Federation champion, but I'm not. Because it was one big accomplishment for me to be the World Wrestling Federation champion. But it goes a lot deeper than that. I want to be the greatest World Wrestling Federation champion of all time. And the only way to do that is to take on all the challenges. And I know Rick Flair, you're back on the line. Bobby the Brain, where are you going? Go ahead, you need to come back here. Champ, let me introduce 
Chico. Razor Ramon. He know all about execution. I already proved I'm the only man, man. in the WWF <laughs> who is oozing Matisse. Hitman. Hitman. Everybody knows <coughs> that Razor Ramon is the only man, man. <laughs> in the WWF who looks good in gold. And after the Royal Rumble, I'm going to have your gold Wow, that was pretty fun. Yeah, that was. Uh, now, let me ask you a question. What did you think of Bret Hart at that time in 1992 as the WWF champion? I actually didn't like it at the time. Okay, that. Uh, Explain why, as we see Gus Cantaracus. That that uh, it's gonna meet his maker, so to speak, with uh, who's who we got coming down the aisle. Who is that? Who the, who who is the that? fuck is that? Kind of looks like that's not. 
He's an Armstrong, I know that. Lance yeah. Cassidy. I'm gonna oh. say that's a Jesse. <clears throat> that's one. Of, that's, that's an Armstrong. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. an Armstrong. I think that's Steve Armstrong. But go ahead, continue. Oh, uh, but anyway, yeah. That that. Uh, so in reality, of course, Bret Hart paid his dues a hundredfold. But mm-hmm. then the WWF <laughs> universe, it didn't seem like he. I don't know. He seemed like he, he went from main card to boom um, on the, the head honcho. Automatic. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was it, at that time. I was a little. It was. It was surprising. I didn't see it coming at fucking nine years old. Not do surprises like that. So that was. Awesome. Yeah, and it wasn't something that was on TV too. They announced it like on a Superstars that he won the belt at like a, like a, a another event, and then they showed the clips of it. You know, they didn't show why the full. Though? Why didn't they make a big deal? What, what's your opinion on that? Why didn't they make a big yeah. deal of it? I think it had to do with Flair being hurt. I think they were making a change and they do like an emergency thing. And it, I wouldn't say it was an emergency, but like uh-huh. Flair had some sort of injury, and they were kind of going in. The, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, if the timeline serves me correct, I think they went to Flair and said we're trying to go younger, and we're gonna. We're kind of oh Jesus, That's my fucking watch. We're gonna go younger, and we're gonna phase you back a little bit. And Flair at the time had a deal in place with WWF where he was, you know, at that time, guys were allowed to give their notice. And so he gave his notice and got a deal with WCW. And at that time, he was also suffering from some, like, inner ear equilibrium type of injury. So he had the match. with So they so all of that coming into play, yeah. they put the title on Brett. Because, they, number one, they were going in that direction, but it just made sense because Flair was also hurt. And they were they were going to phase Flair out. So, that was what we... Um, that was why it wasn't such a big deal on television. It was filmed, but it wasn't... But even, like, the location. It wasn't, like, literally in the middle of nowhere. It's like Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, yeah, Canada, I mean, something like that. It was, like, a home video like exclusive. Garden or something. Well, yeah, I mean, but if, 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 if it came time to his injury, if his injury was an issue... Yes. Yeah. Then they had no choice but to do it. As we see clips of Undertaker and Yokozuna at an appearance at um, Planet Hollywood with Mr. Fuji, Bobby Heenan, and Ric Flair, and Shawn Michaels exiting a limo. That's pretty. That's pretty neat. This looks like it's the, the they're at the premiere of Planet Hollywood, the restaurant that opened in New York City, which I think is still in existence. Nasty Boys are there playing with the band. Yeah, this is definitely, it looks like it's like the premiere of like Planet Hollywood restaurant. And they have the WWF guys there to, and then, oh yeah, macho man, uh uh-huh. With Mr. Perfect standing by his side. Look at that. I don't know, some sort of charity fundraiser maybe? I could be mistaken, I, I don't recall. I always think it was cool when they uh, did like live events just for like the handicapped. Oh, Barry Horowitz. Barry Horowitz, look at that. Now that's a dude. I don't know if we've talked off here or on here about it, but about how some jobbers made some good coin. Barry Horowitz is definitely one of them. Yeah, I mean Barry Horowitz made a career out of. Uh, is he a millionaire? Uh, 
Let me try. I don't know. It depends on how much he got paid. As we see The Undertaker making his way down to the ring to be the one to make Barry Horowitz rest in peace. <laughs> Yep. I'm so mad at myself that I didn't like this gimmick. Like, there's a, I mean, I love the gimmick. I, I always liked it. But, like, I didn't like it more than I should have when I was a kid. With The Undertaker. I, I had a hard time as a youngster buying into the fact that Undertaker was a good guy. That the people were into him. And maybe I was just kind of behind with the times. Because I, I envisioned, you know... Undertaker, this dark and scary, mysterious figure to be evil. Yeah. You know? Cosmetically, he looked like a bad man, an evil guy. And so, um, but over time, his his um, his presentation grew on me. And I, I became a fan. But in the beginning, it was rough. You know? It, it was very rough. Especially, you know, when they aligned him with Jake the Snake... Earlier in this year, or maybe even the year prior, I should say, and they crashed Macho Man's wedding, and I was a big, you know me, I'm yeah. a big Macho Man guy. I, I had a hard time as a youngster getting behind Undertaker. Come on, Barry, you can do it. Yeah, Barry Horowitz, you know, I don't know if you, 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 you've watched a lot of the older stuff, but I've seen some of these Superstars episodes before, and I, it was funny, too, because um, Kobe and I, on Retromania, the first podcast we kind of did where we did a, a, a season of Marking Out the Days covering Superstars on Saturday night, we would cover the episodes that happened on the same day. Yeah. And there were, there were more than one occasion where a lot of these enhancement talents were used... Um, on both episodes. Wow. So Barry Horowitz would work a match on Superstars, and then you'd find him later on in the night on WCW <laughs> Saturday Night. Jim Powers was like that, too. Uh, Jumping Joey Mags. I'm surprised uh, uh, they, they let them do that sort of thing. What happened recently? Um, uh, what was her name? Her name was Kayla Sparks. She was on Raw and... No, not Raw. Excuse me. SmackDown and Rampage in the same night. Um, you know what? I do remember hearing that. Yeah, yeah I do remember hearing that. Yeah, she was part of some wedding thing for for SmackDown, and then she wrestled and lost on on Rampage. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got to work. People yeah. got to get paid. You know, they're both companies are not petty enough where it's like, no, well, you're you're not using the enhancement talent that was on my show. No, how dare you? I mean, that's not. It's not like that. It wasn't even like that back then. Guys got to work. Guys got to make money, you know? And, I mean, I would say Barry Horowitz made a solid living out of being a, um, enhancement talent. an enhancement talent. Uh, Can you call him an enhancement talent because he had that run with the Bonnie Donnas and stuff like that? And you At know, one point he was. At one point he was, yeah. yeah. Um, do I think he was a superstar? No. But he had a nice little underdog type of story. I, I, I dug it. I got behind it. The whole thing with Skip. But here's uh, here's another event center with uh, Sean Mooney. Individuals can surpass Papa Shango. He's standing by with... Ooh, Papa Shango! <laughs> All WWF wrestlers, I wish to you a tumble in a stinking stool. 
black snakes will get you by the heel, and hornets bite you when you kneel. Ring rats eat you at night. Ring rats. All goes wrong. Nothing goes right. Beware all WWF wrestlers. Papa Shango will make you all his zombie. Beware of Papa Shango. Beware of the power of voodoo. Beware. <laughs> Papa Shango has made it clear that evil never takes a holiday. Right now, let's hear from a superstar who is out of this world. He's Max Moon. After battling many various enemies throughout the universe, Max Moon has finally landed right here in the World Wrestling Max Federation. Moon is one of those guys like, I'm totally you, focused you and fully prepared for the task that lies ahead. I'm sorry, what was that? Should we know who Max Moon is? Um, so the original uh, portrayal of Max Moon was Conan. Right, right. And right. Conan quit after like two or three days on the road. He didn't like the character. So they put Paul Diamond in place. And Paul Diamond was a, a veteran tag team wrestler in the AWA. He was a tag team. If you remember the Orient Express in the WWF, he yeah. was the masked wrestler, Kato, okay. from the Orient Express. So they took a mask off and put half of one on him to make Max Moon. As you see the Beverly Brothers here. Always been a big fan of them. All right, let's play the promo for them. So they don't stay around very long. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Every tag team here in the World Wrestling Federation is great. That's why we're here. Sooner or later, the best has to go against the best. And on any given night in the WWF, in the tag team situation, any team can win. Except if they're going against the Beverly Brothers. It's like going into a card game with the deck stacked. You don't have a chance. And in 1993, the Beverly Brothers will reign as the top tag team here in the World Wrestling Federation. The Beverly Brothers in hot pursuit of tag team gold. Now, when we return, we'll hear from the superstar who's reached the top of the singles ranks. Brad the Hitman Hart. Oh, yeah. The brawl we saw earlier. They're squeezing in a lot of time, huh? Yeah. Is the end of this superstars secret Santa watch along here? Dealer's choice, Dennis. You chose it. We watched it. I appreciate it. Um, 
Yeah, had a lot of fun with that. Those I love those. They're quick. They're 45 minutes. Yeah. In and out. Bing, bang, boom. Done deal. Speaking of done deals, I think it's about that time that we put this show down for the three count. And we'll see you all next time.